Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. My name is Alexander Pagani. I am the lead pastor of Amazing Church located here in the South Bronx, New York City, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. We are under the covering of Apostle and Bishop Tudor Bismarck and the Jabula New Life International family. Okay, the first thing I want to share with you is this, is this particular topic is not geared towards false churches Jezebel coverings, apostolic warlock movements, church splits. We are not dealing with that. The second thing that I want to say about this is this. What you think I'm going to talk about concerning the signs, I'm actually not going to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about how you outgrow the place, how you feel like you're not growing in a place, how they are hindering your calling in a house, and or they don't know what to do with you. But what I am going to talk about is these 13 signs. These 13 signs are actually practical uh, concerns and signs that we all go through. We actually all go through. Sign number one. If you are in a place because you have nowhere else to go, that is sign number one. Which means you're still there. Because in your city and in your town, there's nothing like where you're from and where you're currently uh, getting fed. That's sign number one. Now, Jesus began to tell his apostles, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And the Bible says that many people walked away. It's the next statement. It's the next statement that really ministers to me. He looked at the 12 and he said, you're going to leave too? And Peter, now I'm going to keep this in proper exegesis. This was actually a compliment to Jesus. But I want to show you something that there's something else hidden there. Because Peter told Jesus, where are we going to go? We ain't got nowhere else to go. And as a matter of fact, only you have the words of eternal life. Taking the truth of that and bringing it into modern terms, that might be a problem. 
because you're only with me because you cannot find this that I carry nowhere else. So if you are in that covering in church because there's no other church that be banging it out like the apostolic and the prophetic and the miracles and the signs and the wonders and your church in your city is on and popping and the Holy Ghost be moving and doing its thing and your church is the only place where you're used to this level of great glory and spontaneous prophetic worship and there's nothing else in your city like that, that is sign number one that you're only sticking around because you actually have nowhere else to go. Which means this, had there been another, you would have left. Just because you've been around in your church a long time doesn't mean that your assignment hasn't finished there a long time ago. Sign number two, you're willing and even contemplating taking and embracing a downgrade, which means there is no other church here like this, but I think I'm gonna join that one, even though it's not like this one, but I'm gonna join that one, and you know that that one is actually a downgrade of what you're used to. Let me give you an example. That's like you being in an apostolic and prophetic house, and then you decide to leave and join a church that the pastor doesn't believe in apostles. Why would you do that? You'd be shocked at the people that actually do that. They'll go into a movement that only believes evangelist, pastor, teacher, but don't maybe allows prophesying, but don't believe in prophets. And you're a prophet and you're willing to downgrade your office for the sake of, I gotta get out of here and go over there. If you're contemplating downgrade, if downgrade sounds like an option, you got some soul searching to do if you're willing. You went from a house that's a friend to prophets to a house that's unfriendly to prophets, but they have great fellowship. Listen, if you're ready to go back to where you got, where you left from, you need you need to do you need to begin to ask God some hard questions. That if downgrading is actually something you you're willing to take the hit on for a season, you got some soul searching to do. All right, number three is this that you're in a place of desperation so much, so much so that you're actually contemplating leaving the wrong way. If you're getting to a place where you're actually considering leaving without following proper protocol, oh man, your time is coming to an end there because you know exactly the right way to leave a place. But if you're thinking about, I'm just gonna write a text, all right? I'm just gonna tell you something. You should never leave a church through a text or an email. That is shallow. You shook and there's no excuse for it. You gotta do it the right way. You gotta do it the right way. You gotta do it the right way. If you're considering, I think I'm just gonna do this through text and you're thinking about contemplating leaving the wrong way, you got some soul searching to do. All right, number four sign is this. Write this in the chat room, Hebrews chapter seven. Hebrews chapter seven, this is what I'm saying. It says, the lesser was blessed by the greater. And it's a reference to Abraham receiving the blessing of Melchizedek. What does that mean? And I've said this throughout the years. You should never join a church where you're greater than you're greater. And I'll come back to that. What do I mean here? What did I write here? Watch this. Where you're no longer receiving from the messages, now you're supporting the messages. 
Listen to what I'm saying. If you're no longer with your pad and pan, when the woman of God is teaching and you're like, oh, that's some stuff. Oh, I needed to hear this. And now you're more, come on, man of God. Come on, do it, woman of God. Where you're no longer receiving, but you're giving and supporting, your time might be up. Why? Because the student will never be greater than their teacher. There will never be a time that you outgrow your pastor. I'm sorry, y'all. And if you have, it's time to go. Why? Because and you don't have to agree with me with this next statement. I don't believe in, I joined this church to help this church. No, God sent you to that church because you need the help. And the secondary response of them helping you is you bless that house with your gifts and your talents. This stuff about God sent me here to help you, woman of God, man of God. God sent you to that house because you're the one that's jacked up and needs somebody in your face and needs somebody to hold you accountable. Because God has that person to be your deliverer. And if you're there to help, who's helping the helper? Then you're no longer eating at the table. Uh, sign number five is this. Luke chapter five, write it in the chat room, Luke chapter five. It says, Jesus, in the, uh, Jesus began to debate with the Pharisees and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Let me share something with you for some of you, those of you that are watching, and it's this. Just because you feel the service is dry actually doesn't mean the service is dry. You might be the one that's dry. Let me say that again. Watch this. Let me tell you what I, let me actually say what I wrote here. If you're unmoved during powerful visitations from heaven at your church, everybody fell out under the power. Everybody's under the glory. Pastors on that stuff. Worship team is synchronized. Heaven is on that eco bo 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 sha ta ta pa 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 stuff. And God is moving. And the Holy Ghost is doing his thing. You're just kind of there like, that's good for them. Yay, yay. You know, you just kind of, you're just there. Uh, the Bible says that the Pharisees were in Jesus' presence and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. People were getting healed left and right. They never got touched. I'm talking about heaven is moving in your church and everyone gets touched and you no longer get touched. That's sign number five. Sign number six, 2 Kings chapter five, all right? It's unspoken expectations that never get fulfilled. 2 Kings chapter five says, Naaman authentically had in his spirit and in mind that Elisha was gonna do the Benny Hinn thing, touch and wave and wave on him. He actually said it. He said, I thought you were going to come out and wave and wave and call down blessing and be like, touch Holy Ghost, like Benny Hinn, right? And the prophet said, ah, just go dip. Well, guess what? He got mad at the prophet. He got mad at an unfulfilled expectation that was never shared. What do I mean by this? We do it all. We do it all the time. You join a new church and then you say things like this father I'm not gonna say nothing Lord you speak to the church about my gifts and my talents Lord cuz I don't want nobody thinking I'm here looking for a mic and looking to be an opportunist and guess what 
18 months go by and nobody said nothing because you ain't say nothing. Listen to what I'm saying. That's that storefront foolishness. Ain't nothing wrong with joining a church and say, hey, listen, this is my gifts and my talents. This is what I'm good at. This is what I believe I'm potentially called to do. Uh, where could I fit? You know, I'm here. Whatever you need me, I'm here. Ain't no pride in that. Now you, now you mad. Now we're mad, you know, because you just been sitting here waiting. And now you angry like Naaman. Some of you are in the place where you're in at your local church because you are bound by false humility. Let me share a secret with you. Your pastor is begging God to send laborers. Offer your services. You can't get mad for a person to not fulfill something that they didn't even know or discern. You should have discerned it. People are people, y'all. And sometimes we ain't gonna be always discerning, all right? Sign number seven is this. Exodus chapter six, write this in the chat. Exodus chapter six, is this good? Say amen. Exodus chapter six, do me a favor, share this on your timeline. The Bible says that Moses went to the children of Israel in Acts chapter six, verse nine, write that in the chat room. And he said that he was gonna be the deliverer. And the Bible says that they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. I wrote it in layman's terms here. You believe in that vision. You heard it and your spirit said, that's of God, I need to join that. But you don't believe in the people and in the leadership administering it because they never fulfill what they ever set out to do. So it's kind of like this. You believe, you believe in them you just stop believing them. Sign number eight is this. If you feel since you joined this house, you've lost your momentum of your prayer, prayer life and your, of your intensity. And now since you've been a part of this, you feel like, man, I really don't pray as much. I don't really kind of get involved. It's like, what's, what's, what the heck happened? You know, and I'm not talking about that the house is off. Keep in mind, we're talking about good houses. I'm talking about God-ordained houses. I'm not talking about religious houses. I'm talking about when it's when it's time to go, when it's time to go, when it's time to go. When you've lost your momentum of your prayer life. And what's crazy is when you was in that dry church that you was begging God to leave, you fasted, you prayed, you, your word game was tight, your holiness level was, 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 was hard body. Now you join this new thing, you, 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 watch this, you got crazy revelation. Man, your worship experience be bonkers and it'd be crazy. But now you don't pray as much. Now you don't have that excitement to kind of get it in the word. And, and now you're actually regretting. You're saying, man, like, I don't think I've joined this house to feel like this. Like, what's going on with me? Your time is soon coming to an end. Either that or it's already ended. Now this next one, sign number nine. Sign number nine. Sign number nine, if this is good, share this on your timeline. Sign number nine is this. Amos chapter two says, two cannot walk unless they agree. This is for only my married couples and those that are in serious, committed Christian relationships where you're dating and it's serious because you're contemplating getting married or you have already engaged. This is for, this is for married couples. If you're fighting all the time about your church 
and the consistent fight in the house is over the covering. But if your consistent fight is about the church, listen to me, and you're not walking in agreement anymore for a long period of time where it's like, now you're going to midweek Bible study and Friday night uh, vigil and prayer time by yourself and they're only coming on like Sundays. Both of you need to have a hard conversation with God and ask some tough questions because it could be that your time is up. Your time is up. God will never call you to a church at the expense of losing your marriage. And, and, and here's another thing. Do me a favor. Stop calling your spouse a Jezebel. They're hindering my call. No, you're not listening to God. Oh, no, sometimes your spouse done heard from God a long time ago, but you're caught up with, I want to keep the reputation of my name. Listen to what I'm saying. God will always call a married couple to a church where the married couple will become a Priscilla and an Aquila, a team, a power couple. If you're no longer a power couple, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Sign number 10 is this, John chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Okay, watch this. Well, I wrote here, you, you lost the voice, which means this. Every time you come to church, this is what I'm saying. Every time you come to church, even if the church is in a dry season, because every church goes through dry season, even if the church is in a place where whatever, you know, they're dealing with something, you know, and then maybe they lost their momentum in something, but each time you go to church, you still hear the voice of the shepherd, you good. But if you're in the church and you lost the voice, which means you're like, God, where are you? Like, Lord, what's going on? I don't hear you. Uh, your time, it probably means that the shepherd in your life have, has moved on from that fellowship and you need to find him because he's no longer there, at least with you. Now, I'm not talking about he's no longer with that church. Keep in mind, we're talking about good churches and good movements. Do you see what I'm saying? Which means you're getting lost in the land of milk and honey. You're just like lost. Like what the heck is going on here? You know what I'm saying? And if you lost the voice, if your baby's not leaping, soul searching to do. Let's go, let me give you the next one. Okay, Ephesians chapter five, write that in the chat room. It says, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. The Bible says that it is possible to go to church and instead of getting edified, you actually get provoked. You know what provoke mean? It doesn't mean stirred up. It means you're angry. What do I mean by this? Watch this. If the messages that are being released every Sunday or midweek in the house, you're getting offended by them and they're actually annoying you, 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 whoa, whoa, dangerous place. This is what I'm saying. Let me go even a step further. If your woman of God's voice no longer soothes you, but annoys you, oh, baby, baby listen, your time is, your time is up. If they, if they, when every time that they, watch this, and when someone else ministers, you're like, totally game but when the woman or man of God or the leadership say something up front and teach and preach and God is doing powerful great things and the glory of God is manifesting and you're cringing on the inside like you and you're being provoked unto anger oh Houston we have a problem 
we got a problem. Because let me tell you something, man. The voice of your mama and your papa of your house should never provoke you, but it should soothe you even when they're yelling at you. Let me tell you something. If they yell at you and you deeply offended, there's a problem, Houston. There's a problem. The Bible says you could actually be provoked. You could be provoked, which means they get on your last nerve. They just absolutely annoy you every time they talk. They absolutely annoy you. If you get offended and everything, that, every message that they're talking about you, they're talking about me. See, they offended you. See, there they go again. There they go again, saying the same thing. Two more and we're done. Oh, these last two is going to hit real hard. If you're dreaming, dreaming, I'm talking about dreaming. If you're dreaming about other churches, and other leaders of other churches or other bishops that's not your bishop and other uh, apostles that not, that's not your apostles and they're ministering to you for uh, in your dreams, that is already a sign that your subconscious and your heart is not even here no more. It's actually over there and in really deep in your heart, that's the church you really wanna join. I should have said this one as number one. Let me say that again. Let me say this again. Just because you're dreaming about another church doesn't mean that God is calling you to another church. It might just mean that that's the church you wish you was a part of. It doesn't mean that God is calling you there. You better not make a move. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say something right now. What I'm about to say, the book of Jude condemns following the will of God based on dreams. You are not ordained by God or sanctioned by God to make a move based on a dream. You are to make a move based on to the, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, by the dictates of the word of God, and by getting wise counsel. In the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. And in literally praying and asking God for comfort, there's a system in place to make a move. You don't make a move based on a dream. Now I'm gonna get personal. You, do, you better not join my house because you keep dreaming with me. Because that does not mean join my house. That means you need deliverance because I represent deliverance in your dreams because that's the mantle that I carry. So if I showed up in your dream, it doesn't mean like God is saying we need to go to Pagani's church. Oh, no, 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 no. So if you're dreaming about another, another pastor and a minister, nine out of 10 times, your heart is already in that place. And now I'm not saying that God doesn't speak to you in dreams. He will speak to you in a dream. But I am saying dreams are fickle, based on our own prejudices and our value systems and the dictates of our own consciences and our likes and dislikes, we could be manipulated very quickly in our own dreams. And last one is this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul said to the Corinthian church, he said, oh Corinthians, my heart is enlarged unto you as a father heart is to his children. The next verse says, Paul told them, open your hearts to me. Listen, you know what that means? Is, is that the Corinthian church, which Paul worked, worked hard to work on them, their heart had gotten close to him. He was actually asking them, open your heart to me. What do I mean by that in layman's terms? Watch this, watch this, and then we're done, we're done. 
all right? And you need to sow a seed to this, man. I'm not even playing. You need to sow a seed to this. This is a good teaching. I just radically changed the, the direction of where you were headed. And the Corinthian church had begun to devalue his apostleship and his fatherhood of the house, over the house. They actually closed their heart. And he was actually begging them, open your heart. I'm going to show you how this starts. If you started off saying, mom, and then you went to prophetess, and then you went to pastor, and then you went to first lady, and then you went to sister, and then you went to, did you catch what I said? Hey, let me say that again. If you went from calling them mom or mama because of that genuineness, and now it's, let me, well, let me start, let me say it again. You went up from mom to uh, apostle to pastor to sister to yes, ma'am, your time is up. If you have begun the devaluing process, hey, listen to what I'm saying. If you went from papa to apostle to pastor to brother to man of God to sir, your heart is gone. That's the icing and the cherry on top. You got some soul searching to do, y'all. That's where you're at in this list. You need to stop what you are doing and get on a fast and ask God the tough questions. You need to ask God the tough questions and say, okay, God, because it might just be you going through. You're just going through and it's just authentic misunderstanding on some stuff, you know, and it could be fixed and regulated very quickly through honest communication and beginning the process of covenantal relationship and to getting back to your first love. But for others, for others, now pastor, pastors that are listening to me, I've been working on this for quite some time and I'm going to tell you why. This was spawned based on, I'm just so sick of hearing people say I'm in transition. Like, I'm like, what the heck? Everybody's in transition? You know, that's what spawned this. But here's what I want you to say, especially for those of you uh, that your church is growing. Pastors and leaders and overseers of fellowships. That, and you see that God is blessing your church. You need to ask yourself. Did these people leave their last church right? I be asking myself that question because my house is standing room only, literally. It be bunkers in my house. You know, by God's grace, we are one of the fastest growing churches in the Bronx. You know, and sometimes, like these 300 people that are here today, we all packed out like sardines. I'm saying, you know, God, did these people leave their last church right? Am I gonna be some pastor's enemy? Because they just got up and left. You know, I, you know, I begin to ask these questions. I'm going to leave it there. You need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to really deal with you in these areas. In these areas. I love you. God bless you. My name is Alexander Pagan, lead pastor of Amazing Church located here in the South Bronx, New York City. A.K.A. He is Risen Tabernacle. We're under the covering of Apostle Bishop Tudor. Bismarck, the Jabula New Life International Family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN 
Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.